I'm Judy Carter, and this is the Power of Purpose podcast, where we explore how to live a purposeful life and how creative people like yourself can make a living doing what you love. And that making a living doing what you love, a lot of people get that locked into one thing, Jason. Yep. One, one thing it's, I, I'm going to be, or they, they, you know, they, they have that grand vision. Like, you know, I know comics, you know, they, they think about, you know, they're at, you know, some huge auditorium, tens of thousands of people are laughing. You know, they come out on stage, raise their arms in the air, spotlight, people stand up and cheer. Right. They even said a joke. They've got this clear image in their head. Oh, yes. Of what that is. I have a thing in the Comedy Bible, um, and the Comedy Bible was written, um, I think, so long ago, uh, the first version of it. Um, and I have a commitment page, and so people fax that to me. Mm -hmm. They still fax it like, you know, I'm committed to doing comedy until. Yeah. And they have like, I have my Netflix comedy special. Oh, there we go. Okay. Right? Or I am making, you know, 20 million a year. Mm -hmm. Or they'll, they'll have something crazy like that. A very specific image of what it means to be successful. Mm -hmm. And... That's not necessarily the way things work, is yeah. it? Yeah, and a big thing about that is is you use the term successful there. And success is good, but this is the Power of Purpose podcast, so we're leaning more into the purpose side of it. And that's why if you're aiming to live your successes, you're probably going to suffer a lot more than if you're aiming to live your purpose. Right, because we talked on a previous podcast about the difference between um, a goal and accomplishment. Mm -hmm. An accomplishment is something you really can't control. Yep. You cannot control, like I have known in my life, I have auditioned for things, and I looked in one incidence like um, the producer's ex-wife that he had a horrible divorce with, <laughs> and you know, there's no way, and it didn't matter how talented mm -hmm. I was, how I blew away everybody, you know, I'm not going to get that that part. I'm not mm. going to get that that gig. It, it just ain't going to happen. Yep. Um, and I can't control that. Mm. I can't control that at all. So my life, um, what I, I was thinking, if sometimes I pretend like I'm 18 and I come into my house and I look at my life and I go like, mm. like I'm, I'm, so you're an 18 year old walking I'm an into 18 your year old house. working walking into seeing um, what Judy in her old age has mm -hmm. become right with curiosity like how did this happen and I sometimes do this improv and I and I go like wow this is a big house I bought this from telling jokes mm -hmm. what like how did how did I do this mm -hmm. and I go no you're a speaker now What's that? I didn't yeah. even know that existed. That, what, what job, huh? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. I, you speak like you're performing. No, no, I just kind of talk. Mm -hmm. It's kind of funny, but more with a message. Oh, and I wrote books. You wrote, I got, I got D's, F's <laughs> in English in high school. How the hell did anybody pay you to write a book? Yeah, you had a speech impediment. I had a speech impediment. And you're paid to speak. <laughs> and I'm, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, you know, I had a speech impediment. How, how the hell did I end up getting, pay, how much you get paid? What? Yep. And, and and so I have to look back um, because these were, my life right now and my, 
I guess, quote unquote, successes um, weren't something I was aware of. Mm -hmm. They were not um, any kind of a goal. Yeah. I didn't say one day this is how I'm going to make a living. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I want to talk in the Power of Purpose podcast today about not getting locked on that picture of success and stuck to a single path because when you're truly okay this might be like profound maybe we should have chimes come in (laughs) When, when you're truly living your purpose in life what the universe will might give you might be better than anything you could have ever imagined. Absolutely. Can I hear an amen Amen from you, Jason? Amen to that one, yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, let's let's take two examples. If I say that the point of my life is to do a Netflix special versus I say the purpose of my life is to make as many people laugh as possible and bring joy to their life and to make them celebrate life and just feel happy for that hour of time I spend with them. Look at one avenue that I have for the success, the Netflix special, versus as a purpose. I've, I mean, the the universe just opened up. I could, you know, what I have you ever seen the movie Death to Smoochie? No. Okay. Missed it. Great movie. I, well, I think it's great. It's about children's performers. Robin Williams plays a children's performer. He's a scumbag. He gets arrested for doing something bad. They kick him out. They need to find a replacement, and they find Ed Norton. And Ed Norton is singing songs in this disgusting makeshift rhino outfit at the methadone clinic because that's the only gig he can get. But he is fully committed and he is singing these songs and he is working so hard to help these poor drug addicted people find just a little bit of an escape from their life. So, of course, when the talent scouts see him, they go, that's our guy, (laughs) because he's so wholesome and he's so wonderful that they bring him onto the show. And of course, you know, like any movie, it, it spirals out of control from there. But this is someone who said. I don't want to be famous. Like, that's not the goal. My goal is to bring joy to people's lives. Because I've said that that is my purpose, that's what I'm going to do, I have so many different opportunities now to live my purpose. And as you said, it might get even bigger and better than than, than you ever imagined before because you've concentrated on purpose now, not a one single path to a one single accomplishment kind of thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I... In the old days, uh, like in, I guess it was the 80s when Robin, myself, Jay Leno, uh, we were all starting out. Mm-hmm. I remember Robin would go, yeah, uh, yeah, I just did a gig on the comedy store. Yeah, I'm here at the improv. I'm going to do the improv. Mm-hmm. And then like at 1.30, I'm going to drive all the way to Newport Beach, which was like an hour mm-hmm. and a half away. And yeah, I got a gig there, the laugh spot. And... I kind of felt right then and then that um, I didn't want to do that, Mm. (laughs) right? (laughs) And that was kind of inclination that this wasn't really right for me Mm -hmm. because those guys wanted to do it 
every waking moment. They yeah. they had comics over their house and they talked comedy. Mm -hmm. They partied with comics. They did comedy. Everything was comedy. They had and obsession. After, and then yeah. after the one thirty gig, then meet there at Cantor's mm -hmm. and then run jokes. And I mean, it was. And I just, I just, I remember feeling. Um, and it ended up that way that I did not, I, I loved comedy, mm. but, you know, and I loved doing it, but I didn't like that whole uh, performing for drunks thing. Mm. I didn't like, I didn't like all of that, right? Okay. And, um, but I, it's amazing when your purpose is to make people laugh, mm -hmm. where it can take you when you let go of what it looks like yeah so not 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 working like not wanting to work comedy clubs mm -hmm. um where i'm being heckled and you know it's just just like whole thing then it did not mean that i don't want to do comedy mm -hmm. right and then that morphed into something that's like friggin' fantastic where you get to travel someplace get mm -hmm. paid like 20 times more yeah. and yeah, instead of working uh, and for 30 hours yeah. to an audience like of sometimes you know 1500 the biggest corporate audience was 8500 mm -hmm. with with Clinton, you know when I was um, with uh, Bill Clinton but it was I went wow I never imagined this was there mm -hmm. and it's because it's when you let when you keep doing what you're doing cuz you love doing it and it is your purpose and and you're good at it it you don't have to necessarily fit into one of these predetermined mm -hmm. holes exactly that's what hannah gatsby blew me away mm -hmm. um because she did her comedy netflix special and in the middle of it quit doing comedy mm -hmm. got very serious and kind of morphed into a ted talk mm -hmm. talking about sexual harassment mm -hmm. her sexual harassment and abuse mm -hmm. and with almost anger and yeah. tears in her eye because she said not everything can be a punchline mm -hmm. and she took the form of the comedy special and changed it because mm -hmm. that's what she does yeah to where it couldn't almost not even be called a comedy special anymore it's kind of its own thing now it's like its own its category, own category. Mm -hmm. and she was she one of my students she was one of my students when mm -hmm. i taught comedy workshops in australia so rather than fitting in which is something she's never been to do mm -hmm. um in her own life she transformed the form itself and i see other people mike battaglia mm -hmm. is another example of here's a comic who um, he also got sick of playing comedy clubs. You know what he does now? He does stories. Oh, Mike Birbiglia. Birbiglia. Yes. Sorry. He's That's got a speech impediment <laughs> kicking in. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. The Mike Birbiglia. Yeah. Oh, God. The guy's a genius. Absolutely. A genius. And I saw him perform um, at a 1,500-seat theater. Mm -hmm. So he's doing solo performances, no opening act. Yeah. Just him, long form storytelling. Mm -hmm. It's almost like this theater piece. Yep. So, and it's all based on his, his, you know, passion of his purpose in mm -hmm. life, which is this self expression. Mm -hmm. 
Um, very personal stories. The last one I saw was about him. Um, him and his wife decided to have a baby, and it was all about. Uh, it was about one hour about five reasons why he will never have a baby, mm-hmm. and only to have the baby later on. But it was yeah. genius. Yep, absolute riveting genius. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, what is what is our message in all of this that mm-hmm. that that you can be true to your purpose? Yes, and you can be tr- if you if you are focusing on your purpose and not on a particular moment of success. Right, you will have so many more opportunities to do and live on purpose than you will if you turn around and just say, "This is the one way to go. This is the one approach I'm going to follow. This is what. This is that one thing I need to be happy." Especially, like I'm using the you know the example of the Netflix special. You will never. There are comedians who are a thousand times funnier than the comedians we know now who may never get a Netflix special because it's not up to them. You know. They and I'm sure there are some who are losing their mind and suffering immensely because of that. But if you just say, okay, what's my purpose behind this? Why am I really doing this? How do I do this to serve others? All these things we've talked about on previous episodes. You may you may literally redefine the genre of uh, something that you're working uh, on because you carved your own path. You know, and you've given shifter. You, yeah, exactly. You've given yourself the space, the opportunity to pursue what you love with total integrity and create your own path. And that's if you see a lot of these performers like Richard Pryor redefined comedy because of how he performed. He was a character performer up on stage, changing things around. Uh, speaking of Robin Williams, a story a friend of mine told was he was in San Francisco one day walking down the street, saw Robin Williams and, and, you know, didn't want to freak out. And a group of guys walked up and was like, ah, he's a has-been. He's never done, you know, he does all this stuff is, you know, planned. He's not an improviser. And supposedly Robin Williams got up on a chair on the side of the street and did a fresh one-hour, like, special to anyone who was walking by, just got up and performed. And by the end, he had, like, a crowd of, like, 600 people around him laughing and, you know, all this stuff. And then he just got off the chair and left, you know. It was like a demonstration right there. I'm living on purpose. I'm doing what I'm here to do. I don't need to have a camera rolling. I don't need to have an audience of, you know, people who've paid tickets. I could do this at a drop of a hat right now. You know, it's, it's, I have found that the things that happen that are are great for me Mm -hmm. happen when I'm not pursuing the dollar. You know, like, for instance, I had uh, this woman come to me. She's a a Muslim analyst, and I met her. We were speaking together. She she had brilliant ideas, but kind of was really boring. And she wanted to uh, meet a coach her. She didn't have the money at the time. And I went, well, I am... That's what I know how to do. I know how to help people be funny, and mm-hmm. I want to live on my purpose. And I thought, well, this is interesting, a Jew helping a Muslim be yep. funnier. <laughs> and um, so what happened was I called up NPR, and I go, hey, I'm going to help this person be funny. Uh, why don't I just record it, and I think I can edit into a funny piece. I edited into a funny piece, right? It was on All Things Considered, National Public Radio. Next thing you know is I am teaching Muslim thought leaders um, how how to be funnier in the press, yeah. right? And um, and getting 
getting paid for it. Yeah. And so I I found like that when I'm just really coming from my purpose, things happen. Like my students who are going like, oh, I'm so sick of doing free speaking gigs. Mm-hmm. Well, all right, what are, you, what are you speaking on? Well, I'm really helping people with retirement. Well, write some books about it. Get some yep. services to go along with this. So this one woman, um, now when she speaks, she speaks for free, but every time she speaks, she's making like ten to $30,000 in sales mm. of new clients, of products. So, she, so, so this goes into another category of diversifying. Yes. You are diversifying your time. You can deliver... So much more because like you used to just do live workshops and that kind of thing. Now you've got an online program. How many more people can be served because of that? You write a book. How many more people can be served because of that? How many, you know, suddenly if you start opening up your avenues of how you can live on purpose, not only will you probably get more financial reward, but more importantly, you're going to reach a lot more people and have a much larger effect and impact you know, leave living with purpose if you don't stay locked into that, oh, I'm just right. going to do this thing. And especially now with online and mm-hmm. how inexpensive it is to do your own uh, show or web series or yep. YouTube or whatever it is that you're doing, there's so many things on the internet of, of vehicles that you can express yourself in. So don't get locked into like you're a comic i can only get i need to be a headliner at this mm-hmm. one club or i need to just do it this way this or way. Yeah. or i need to get paid this amount to speak and i'm not getting there there are other ways to get there there's mm-hmm. so many other ways to get your message out your humor out your purpose in life get it out there in multiple ways absolutely so assignment wise Let's have people take a look at your purpose. If you're listening to this podcast, you've probably listened to a few by now. You've probably come to your mind. Something has come into your mind of what you think your purpose might be. The question is now, think about it in the sense of, am I living to an exact moment, an exact success, an exact path? Is that what I've made my purpose about? Or have I opened it up? So that it can be universal, so that I can allow other things in other, you know, our very first episode, clean your closet, you know, it was so you could make space for new things. So if your purpose is something that you can is is very specific, very exact, very pigeonholed. Maybe it's worthwhile re, you know, taking another re, look. Like, uh, like another example is like people. I'm a comedy writer, and I want to write sitcoms. Mm. Very few jobs in that, right? Mm. But that's what I'm good at. I can punch up. I can write. Well, go to a homeless person. I tried this once. I punched up their sign. Yeah. Right? <laughs> he just, oh, vet, need money, wah, wah. Yeah. You know, nobody wants it. Just guilting people. So I said, former child actress just out of rehab. There you go. <laughs> Boom. Boom. People are laughing and giving him money. Mm-hmm. He said, I've never made so much money. Thank you. And then I thought, okay, I'm going to, I thought, maybe I'll videotape this, put it on, you know, and, yeah. and then news stories pick it up next thing. you know next thing that's how it happens and that's what it means to live on purpose so express it find a way that's different to express what you do today something that doesn't need to get past a gatekeeper something that you can do on your own 
If you would like to learn more about turning your purpose into a career, go to themessageofyou.com where I'll give you free access to my online course. Click the button in the top banner when you get there. If you'd like to learn more about what I'm doing, then go to judycarter.com. Thanks for listening and let's find your message and launch your career. Thank you.